Welcome to the Burkindy Blues Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey to obtain the coveted Burkindy jacket. I am Mackenzie Smith, joined tonight by Jay Bell, Colton, and Austin. Week two is in the books. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> yep, that's it. The infamous... Uh, Infamous beer can open there, so. The infamous cracking of the Miller Lots yeah. to ground my sorrow. Which one of you was that? I couldn't tell that if that was, was J-Bell or Colton. <laughs> J-Bell already has his. I just decided oh, yeah, I'm to ready crack to go. one, you know, to celebrate. Yeah, cracking one open, breaking hands, week two's in the books, man. one open and pour it over my shoulder for the boys. <laughs> Poured it over your shoulder for yeah. the boys. Yeah, into yeah. my eyeballs, whatever. Ugh. Hey, man, Thursday night again. We got Thursday night football going on. The Jaguars have already scored on the Titans, which means that Austin has lost points in our matchup. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have they really? Who scored? Bring it on. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, it sure was. But um, cool, man. Let's uh, – yeah. So, so J-Bell, you didn't have a beer crack open, but how do you feel about this past week? Man, um, you know, like I really didn't get—I really didn't get to watch the early games. I didn't get to watch them until about three, and so uh, by the time I looked at it, I was like, "Okay, I'm doing pretty good." And Austin, I'm going to call you out right here, and I'm pretty okay. sure everyone can relate to this. At this point in time, I looked at it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm doing okay," and then not like five minutes later, I saw where Austin texted and he said, "Dude, your team's killing it," <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, whatever, whatever." Ten minutes later, he texted me and said, Drew Brees is hurt. And I was like, every single time Austin says something like that, like, oh, man, you're going to beat me this week. Somehow his team rises from the ashes, and, you're, and your team will take the biggest dump ever. <laughs> I'm playing him this week. It's happening. Like it's, it's been his strategy throughout life. Now, is to If he sends you a text at 1230 that says, dude, you're going to beat me this week, d- delete it, don't even look at it. <laughs> It's like it's like the ring. Once you watch it, you you've got seven hours. That's it before your team dies. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't even comment on that because it's accurate. It's entirely true. Dude, my team's looking like trash. Scores 140 points. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good, and then when Drew Brees got hurt, it all just went. You got robbed, man. Yeah. You really did. Yeah. Like, uh, we'll talk about it later, but but. I played Jay Bell, and uh, my team was not looking that great coming into uh, coming into Monday night, even. Um, but uh, you know, Sunday uh, we were tied at the end of at the end of Sunday. So coming into Monday night, it was eighty six to eighty six, and it was just it was awful. Um, Deshaun Watson um, and DeAndre Hopkins really underperformed for me, and that that's like the bulk of my team. And so without those guys, I uh, had a really, really rough week. And I I should have lost. But with you having Breeze and Kamara, that was just uh, like It was the dagger. worst of the worst. I mean, like on yours, I mean, you, you had some guys underperform. Antonio Brown, I mean, coming out though, already scoring a touchdown. I was like, no way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Good game, Brown. sir. Good game. <laughs> 
Can he just get suspended already before I have I'm, to play McKenzie? Dude, I'm so sick of hearing about him. Like, I guess Nike dropped him today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that the Patriots didn't. His, his <laughs> awesome uh, helmet uh, endorsement deal that he got, they've already dropped him, too. They dropped That's him right. two, week, two weeks after giving him the endorsement. That's just not good, man. Honestly, that doesn't make me feel good about it because if everybody is uh, dropping him, then you know yeah, what's you a guy. What's a guy how, to do? Big name companies overreact in situations like that. As soon as they hear the word sexual assault or anything like that, they automatically you're you're guilty until proven innocent. Otherwise, that's true. Hope you're right there, Colton. But so obviously we'll you're not dropping Antonio Brown. But when is Jordan is going to cut his losses and cut D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> it needs to happen soon. Um, well, I, who, I think – go ahead. Who scored the touchdown for Jacksonville? Uh, Was it the tonight? The tight end, Shaughnessy or Shag Nasty or whatever his last name is. <laughs> Shag Nasty. Oh my god. Well, him holding on to like Dee Dee Westbrook is like holding on to like an ex girlfriend's pillow that she used to sleep on. I mean, just just cut your losses, man. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like the friend of an ex girlfriend. I mean, just no. I don't even Close think it's chapter. classified as a friend. I think he's holding on to the pillow that Mackenzie bent him over. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's bad stuff, man. It's not a not a good time for for Jay Clark in uh and that I'm not sure what his team name is now. Does anyone speak French? <laughs> Nay. <laughs> I tried to Google Translate that earlier, but I couldn't even do it. But who knows? He All could right. score a touchdown tonight. Who knows? Uh, I don't think so. But <laughs> I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. But all right, let's get into the first segment here. Speaking of our bonehead move of the week, with this. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll help you find it. Uh, so this week, uh, I would like to talk about the trade between Luke and Hayden, otherwise known as Pa and Hayden. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I'm missing something. I think I think Luke may have promised him like some some Week Twelve action or something like that. <laughs> what it sounds like. <sighs> I don't know. It's very interesting. <laughs> Like, LaShawn McCoy, I could see, you know, maybe, like, down the stretch. But Tariq Cohen, uh, maybe he's kind of like a little party favor. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I don't get it, man. I, 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 don't, I don't get – I mean, I get trying to trade LaShawn McCoy because I think there is value there for him. But I think you could – I think Tariq Cohen would be okay to be on the waivers. I don't know that – there's a whole lot of value there for him. I mean, he's he he doesn't really get um, handoffs. I mean, he's basically just a low wide receiver three for the Bears. And um, if you look at that compared to what to compared to Ridley, because essentially, if you want to go value for value, it was you know McCoy and Mahomes and Cohen and Ridley. Um, I I don't know. I mean, what else do you guys? Is there is there any positive outlook to this trade? For Luke, yes. <laughs> is there any positive outlook for Hayden for this trade? I don't have any positive outlook, but really the only thing that I can add like to just maybe try and make sense of it is 
Tariq Cohen's athletic ability and the potential that he has to be a playmaker, but I just don't think that he has the position to do it. No. I mean, you're, you know, he's he's still a young guy, but you're being overshadowed big time at the position that he's in, and I think I think he weighed too much on the athletic ability and the potential than what he did the actual fantasy value of it. I mean, like, he's got those games where he could go off and get you 30 points. But at the same time, he may have two to three weeks where he gets zero. You, you just yeah. never really know when to plug him in. So I, yeah. I, that scares me more than anything else. I would even say that that's a huge stretch. Like, I don't think that he has anywhere close to that value this year. Right. Um, I think that they want David Montgomery to be the guy. And uh, unfortunately there's, for there's Austin, for <laughs> I hope uh, you're right about that. They are they are feeding the beast. You know, they're he's getting he's getting everything, and I don't think there's any room for Tyreek Cohen to be on anybody's in anybody's starting lineup. But that is my personal professional opinion. <laughs> I think at this point he's Cohen is more a low-level flex guy, and you know depending on matchup you you play him and he's got a lot of potential. But overall he's not the same player you're going to see that he was last year. Um, I think as McKenzie was saying um, to reiterate that David Montgomery looks like he has the potential to be a three-down back. They haven't really utilized him in the passing game just yet but I think he has that capability. And it's a little weird how in the first game of the season, granted that was really the whole game flow was a little messed up, but they had Cohen as a slot receiver. So that kind of shows you, I think, how they value him compared to David Montgomery. Um, You may see him catch six or seven passes, but I don't think he's going to provide a ton of value running the football this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. And even if looking now, um, the two guys that he traded for are sitting on his bench right now. And and so I don't know that I understand. I know that he got Connor and Thielen from Colton. Um, what was the other part of that trade? What did you give him for that? Chubb and I, I, or you got Chubb and Andrews. Yeah, I got I got Nick Chubb and Mark Andrews for um, James Conner and Adam Thielen. And I would I would much rather have Nick Chubb than James Conner, especially uh, right now. With, I agree. Without yeah, without a that, doubt, that was my logic on it. Was I would much rather have a pretty much dedicated running back, uh, even though Chubb is getting more involved in the pass game. I would rather have that dedicated running back that I know they're going to use in a goal line situation. Um, to just try to provide some kind of stability. I, I know he's going to get, at a minimum, 15 touches per game. You know, wh- whether he gets 70 yards or he gets 110 yards is up to him. But Yeah, and, and even Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, I mean, we're only two weeks in, but he's not having the year that, you know, he's not getting the production that you're used to with Adam Thielen. And right. even if you look at Diggs, and it's, uh, it's because they don't have to, because of Dalvin freaking Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Austin's the, the stupid smirk over slide. there in the corner. <laughs> like, Everyone Kirk. slept on him, and Diggins was like, you know what? Let's go. 
and Kirk Cousins is I I don't know what it is, man. I he had some flashes of being like really good quarterback when he was in Washington, but it seems overall he uh, I don't he's know. He's average. He's the new Sam Bradford he's, minus the injuries. Right. His agent gets him a ton of money, but when it comes <laughs> down to it, he's a very average quarterback. He's right. a Case Keenum. Yeah, I, I, I uh, honestly see no difference in ability and and passing game than uh, Case Keenum. Oh, I would take if, Case if, Keenum if, over if, Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum's great yeah. this year. Well, he's he's great because he's got a he's got at least one good deep threat receiver, and he's you know that that offense is going to be passing a lot. So. Yeah, man. Um, I'm. I don't know what's going on up in, up in the Bentonville area, but I think that that might be the Diggies' new home. Come. <laughs> but if this works out for Hayden somehow, some way, props to you, man. For I mean, sure. I mean, if he's got a master plan, no, Sir um, He's uh, more power to you, man. But this looks rough. <laughs> hey, but you got Demarcus Robinson. And he got 32 points last week, but you don't have any they, they you don't have any waiver money left over. Hayden has bucks for him. He has $30 <laughs> left. <laughs> it is week we're, 2. We're week, three. week 3 and he has $30. Nice man. Whew. Hey, you got him. You wanted him. You He's got yours. <laughs> and I mean, see I I I think it was a good move going after him, but I feel like he's doing the same thing with Demarcus Robinson is what I did with Deshaun Jackson. I'm I'm chasing last week's performance. And I'm not well, saying he that also I has an injury with J Bell because I in in that position I felt like Aaron Jones was just not going to be productive this year <clears throat> because of how the Packers offense operates. And then he comes out a week after I trade him and he looks like the stud that I figured he was going to be. And What's Deshaun Jackson doing? Nothing. He's got a pulled groin and a ab muscle or some kind of abdominal. It's strain. a tough injury to come back from too, and so yeah. it's, I think it's always going to haunt him, especially at the age he is. I mean, Austin, didn't the Eagles? Did they just not practice this week? One week yeah, or one day? They did a walkthrough because <laughs> I think they said 24, 24% of the active roster, that's like 13 people were hurt. They were on the injury report. Yeah, so they're like, you know what? We'll take a day. <laughs> I think that was a good decision. All right. Yeah. DJ Chark, touchdown. Logan's looking up. I told Logan to start him to not. I told him to start him, and I think he did. Yep. So point wise, what's my defense at? Like four points now. You still, you've got eight. Chill out. Eight. But thirteen points allowed. I don't know why it's still eight. It should be less. I can never figure out defenses, man. It's just so weird. It seems like I, you yeah, know, no. you'll look at it, nothing happens, and you'll look later, and you're down three points. I, I don't. It's crazy. If they go oh, negative man. to Jacksonville's offense, I don't even know what to say. But I think Tennessee was favored <laughs> going into this week. This is the worst game. Like, this is not Thursday Night Football. Antoine's really excited about watching it right now, but I <laughs> could care I less he, about it. I this think game. he's more excited about not being able to watch it. Yeah, he's fired up about something. Um, he's from France. All right. He's always fired up so, for a reason. Yep. Yeah. So, with our. So, we're going to take a caller 
um, for this uh, to talk about matchups. This guy, Scary Harry, he's got a segment called 300 Seconds, and he's calling in today, and let's hear, let's hear what he's got. God comedy, welcome back to episode number two of 300 Seconds. My name's Hayden Smith, and once again, I'm going to talk to you about fantasy football for five short and sweet God comedy minutes. My matchup went up against Colton, plan B. You better move on to plan C because plan A and plan B just didn't cut it. Oh. 124.5 to 97. I'm 2-0. Let's go. Patrick Mahomes, 31 points. Not on your team Four anymore. touchdowns. Am I reading this correct? Yes, I am. 443 yards. Calvin Ridley, 20 points and a touchdown. Both of those players are now owned by your commissioner, Crooked Luke. Or as I like to call him now, Pa. <laughs> if you're listening, Pa, go ahead and just tap it in. Just tap it. Well, he will. He has both of those players now, but I stuck to a trade plan. We'll see how it goes. Colton's side of the ball, Dak Prescott with 26 points. That's a good pickup. He'll keep him. Moving on to the next matchup. Antoine versus Luke. 117 Antoine, Luke 107 and a half. This one was closer than I expected it to be. I expected Antoine to win by double digits. He almost did, but not quite. Looking at the score score line here, Kirk Cousins with eight points. That hurts. If Luke had a quarterback, he could have won this game. But now he does. You're welcome, Paul. <laughs> Looking down on the benches, I feel like both players made the right decisions. Not a lot happening. Jordan versus McKenzie. McKenzie 111, Jordan Bell 86. Kamara and Breeze. Four and a half points combined. You hate to see it if you're Jordan, and you absolutely love to see it if you're McKenzie. This matchup could have been a lot closer, if not a victory for J-Bell, if Breeze and Kamara would have produced like you assumed they would have. However, it's a victory for McKenzie. Looking at the benches, Emmanuel Sanders with 22 and a half points, and Aaron Jones with 22 points. That hurts. That really hurts, especially looking at the flex options, which didn't, which didn't produce much for Jordan this week. But that's fantasy. And if you don't love fantasy, then f*** you. I'll say it again. <laughs> say it again. Looking now, Diggins versus Logan. This one was close. It came down to Monday Night Football. I had my TiVo set. Diggins 123, Logan 109. Logan with some questionable decisions this week. Starting Big Ben. Big Ben got him three. Russell Wilson, he's sitting on the bench with 24 points. 300 yards and three touchdowns. That stings. I know you had to go with Big Ben and your Steelers, and now you can't. Sorry, Ben. I hope you I hope you sail off into a into a tropical sunset with rum and half half naked ladies. <laughs> Couple receivers on the bench as well with 14 points. Um once again, starting those in the flex spot would have helped you. But it's fantasy. Lamar Jackson, maybe eat my words from last week in episode one, once again put up phenomenal numbers. 30 points in fantasy, 272 yards with two touchdowns. Maybe he's the king of Baltimore. I don't know. And I'd like to talk about how we let Diggins get Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook went all the way 
through the second round back to Diggins. Unacceptable. Every one of us should be nominated for the bonehead move of the year. <laughs> Moving on to the final matchup, Forrest versus McKenzie. Excuse me. <laughs> Forrest versus Jay Clark. Jay Clark, 127. Forrest, 109 and a half. Looking through the scoreboard, Lord and Savior Tom Brady, 24 points. Christian McCaffrey only scored five. I don't look into it. I don't think this is commonplace. He'll produce more. Still enough to get the victory. Looking down at the benches, not a lot going on. Royce Freeman, 11 and a half on Forrest's bench. Could have been plugged somewhere in and made it a little closer. It's over, though. Fantasy football week two is now concluded. I'd like to thank everyone for the support on the podcast. Or my 300-second podcast, if you will call it. I enjoy doing it. I love fantasy football. God, comma, damn it, I love it. Let's roll it in, keep the trades going. You love to see it. My name's Hayden Smith. You've been listening to 300 Seconds. Have a good day. Thank you, Hayden. Well, that, was, uh, that was Hayden Smith <laughs> or, or Scary Harry, scary Harry calling in. Appreciate the call, bud. <laughs> appreciate the Harry. Sc- appreciate like, your Scary Harry. I feel like my blood pressure rises every time I listen to that. Game. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Oh. Bob, that, that, that was my bad, Jordan. I think I talked over you. What'd you no, say? you're good, go. I, I just want to hear Scary Harry commentate an entire college football game. He'd be dead. <laughs> just, uh, whenever, whenever OBU and Henderson play, I want nothing but Scary Harry commentation. That's perfect because <laughs> who else would commentate that? <laughs> well, when he first, you know, sent that first one, it was like a wrestling promo. There was so much energy. Oh, in that five so good! Minutes. And I was like, I wonder, like, how this goes. Does he do it in his car? Surely not. Does he? Is he like in the office? And he's like, Hey guys, uh, I need to take a quick five minute break. I'm just gonna go to the, the bathroom. <laughs> All right, my name's Aiden Smith. <laughs> Everybody's like, What the? F-? <laughs> Either way, oh, it's so story. good. Appreciate it. Scary. Harry. All right. So, since Hayden basically did our job for us and talked about all the matchups, let's talk about some highlights from week two. Uh, we already, J-Bill, we already kind of talked about our stuff a little bit. Moving on. Um, you know, moving on from that. I was, one thing is I, I was really uh, pumped about is OBJ. I hope that that is not just him being back at his old field and, you know, feeling stoked about it. I've seen where, like, I think it's um, uh, what's the what's his coach's name? Greg uh, something. Greg Williams. Yes. Yeah, Greg Williams. Uh, coming out, you know, he's saying that you know that he wasn't that great or that he was overrated or whatever. Saying his own player uh, was like that, and so hopefully that pumps him up. But um, I was not expecting that. I was expecting maybe five points or so from OBJ, but happy with that going forward. Uh, Antoine, we're not going to talk about him. <coughs> Next. Doesn't even deserve uh, the time of day. Can't even make the draft. <laughs> well, now you feel about it. <laughs> Wants nine people to drive all the way to him instead of one person come to nine people. Pathetic. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> Bring in another one. We've gotten somebody new in the league the last three years. We'll make it a fourth. He said oh, pathetic. Love it, man. <laughs> You feel strongly about it, eh? I'm going to hit him with the old MTV show next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he wins this year or not. Next. 
Next. Well, actually, McKenzie, I mean, how much of his success should he attribute to you? 99% of it. Because <laughs> you made quite you a could... bit of those calls. Am I, am I, am I not right? Well, not, not, with the, not with the picks, but just of wrangling everyone to allow him to pick yeah, was, it, was there, essentially there was, my... If there's one thing that can be said, McKenzie was like a line tamer. For an entire room of hungry, <laughs> hungry, drunk lions. <laughs> they were ready to kill Antoine. Like, he wasn't making the drive to Glenwood, but there were other guys that were about to make the drive to wherever he's at to murder him. <laughs> so, that is, uh, that's that, man. But uh, I thought that, you know, this is our matchup of the week last week, and so I do kind of want to talk about it. Um, but I thought that Luke was going to pull out um, a win on this one still uh, at first I you know making making Luke the upset there uh, wasn't just to spite Antoine I did genuinely think that his team could pull it out and there for a while I still thought that it was it was okay Antoine's team didn't have that great of a start um, so yeah what do you guys think man if it wasn't for I think Michael Thomas got peppered with targets from Bridgewater but I mean, he—he's just—he's got so much of a target share. If Breeze would have stayed in, he could easily got twenty points. Kirk Cousins is—if uh, he would have like literally played anyone else, he could have like easily walked into a, like a win right here. But at least, so Kirk Cousins threw how many times? Because I know week one he threw ten times. Week two, he—I don't think he really did much more. I think they had to throw in that game, though. They were they got down pretty big, pretty early. Right. Um, he also had two interceptions and a fumble, so that sure doesn't help. Yeah. But he is now available for pickup, so not sure who Luke is playing this week. Can we can we possibly get a quote from <clears throat> last year? If anybody wants to burn a waiver spot, Kirk Cousins is is available. <laughs> Forever and always. Suddenly he ends up on McKenzie's team tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Not Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Not the vanilla ice cream. I'm good. Old Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. How's Derrick Henry doing the night so far? Um, I don't think much. He has 15 yards. Okay. He's, okay. He's at least gotten some yardage. He had a goose the last time I looked at it. So. I've got the game cast up because I'm starting to get a little nervous. I mean, how many points your defense have? What's well, probably like still eight. I don't know. Uh, you're not even probably less attention. than that. Uh, Six. I, Luke is, you know, he's hunting for a running back. I, I don't know what trades have been sent out this week. I definitely didn't get any of those offers. Probably because I don't have any good running backs either. But uh, he's he's out there searching, and and unfortunately, Derrick Henry is his guy, and. That's not what you want for uh, the main running back there. But he's he's shown out so far this year. You know, he's been uh, well above what I – I did not think that he would be able to continue into this year how he ended last year. No. But. And a bunch of people were down on him going in because they're like, there's no way he could pick it up. But, he, you know, so far yeah. he has until – and then there's still a lot of game left, so he could bust yeah. off a big run. Yeah. And then we move on. Go ahead. I think it was Sunday. At one point in time, on it was, no, it was Monday. Uh, 
I almost had a trade with with uh, the high priest Luke, uh, Philip Lindsay for Carlos Hyde, and then it was like all of a sudden on Tuesday Carlos Hyde was worth a second round running back, and he didn't want to trade with me anymore. And That's that how it so always starts. He yeah. he, he, he was kind of like, like fishes you in there. That. Send it over Philip Lindsay for Carlos Hyde. I, I think that'll <laughs> be great. And I'm like, wait a minute, what does Luke know about Philip Lindsay that I don't know? So I spent eight hours googling news about <laughs> Philip Lindsay thinking that all of a sudden Royce Freeman you know fell off the bus and you know he's just not going to be able to play anymore and I didn't find anything and I'm like no I really want Carlos I Hyde. think that that I don't know why that trade didn't happen I think that would have been a really it fair was, trade it was it was about to happen and then whenever I said something to him the next day about it he's like no nah, I think I can get more for Carlos Hyde than Philip Lindsay I definitely don't think you can no. uh especially Philip Lindsay because because Royce Freeman has kind of been on the up and up so far this year. And Lindsay, it just like with Henry, except the opposite, Lindsay has not been uh, the guy that you want him to be so far this year. Still and Royce Freeman. <clears throat> yeah. And Royce Freeman is still, uh, he's still there. He's still, he's still getting stuff done. And Carlos Hyde, you know, that's another multiple backfield and, you know, I, I don't know. I think that that would have been fine, but I that didn't happen. So, I think that Carlos Hyde is definitely in a, in a position to get way more targets, or not targets, but uh, handoffs than what Duke Johnson is. And even even with Duke Johnson's targets, uh, I think I think Hyde definitely gets way more snaps. But I wouldn't want either one of them personally right now. Hey, yeah, it's all about who you like. Uh, Diggins, you were real worried about Lev Bell coming into Monday. I was. There was I don't know if that was that weird, uh, like, wizard stuff you've got going on where you think that he's going to do amazing and somehow you cast this weird spell or sacrifice something and then they don't end up performing well. But Yeah, I, I liked some Le'Veon Bell, but I glanced up when I left uh, from studying. I glanced up at the app. And it had said Le'Veon Bell had 110 rushing yards. And Logan was only like six or seven points behind me. And so at that point, I'm like really starting to get concerned. And so I drive home, I turn on the game, and they're down at like the 20-yard line about to score. And I'm like, here we go. This is it. And then in the span of about five minutes, they throw it to Le'Veon Bell. He gets 17 yards, fumbles it. Yeah. Uh, who Cleveland picks it up, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden his 110 yards goes down to 68 yards. 68. And so <laughs> I'm like, which one is real here? So then the game kind of ended after that, so I was pretty happy. But there for five minutes or so, I was really concerned. That, the all match was interesting because – I, Big Ben with three, and then left, and then after that it was like, all right, it's, he's dead in the water, because it was like, you know, with Darnold out, there's no way Lev Bell can get that much volume to make up for it, and he was starting to. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was inching his way closer and closer. Then that fumble happened, and I think it was right, right, like, it was three minutes until the end or something like that, real close, and then it was it was pretty much a done deal. I've been the beneficiary of some big-time injuries. Uh, week one, Joe Mixon got hurt when it was really close. Uh, not to say he would have done anything, because right now he doesn't look very good. But uh, and then week two, Big Ben gets hurt. David Johnson gets hurt there for a minute. Uh, 
Mark Ingram gets hurt, you know, so the domino. Ah, well, who's getting who's getting hurt on my team this week for you? So <laughs> I'll wait until it's Sunday to decide. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, if you see a text coming from Austin, ignore it, delete it, don't look at it because somebody's going down. He's in his he's in his bedroom with a spell book open, going Kali Ma over mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. Hey, I am going, going to man. New hair. I am going to New Orleans <laughs> next month. So, oh man, that's that, that'll probably be whenever I play Diggins. Is probably sometime next month when he's in New Orleans. He'll, he'll get a Dak Prescott voodoo doll. Oh yeah, and stab it. <laughs> set that thing on fire. <laughs> Negative seven uh, points. I mean, it's it's already bad enough as an Eagles fan that I'm playing Dak Prescott for my freaking quarterback. But he's been good. He's been really. Dude, good. he's been great. If 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 he wouldn't have thrown the interception last week, he would have had another amazing, like just almost perfect stat line. Dude, yeah. I, I hate just, to say how good insane. he's been, but especially as someone who hates the Cowboys are the team I hate the most out of any sports team, but. Dak Prescott's been incredible. Yeah. I yep. mean, he's he's living up to his own talks this year about wanting to earn the money of, of a of a top-tier quarterback. Absolutely. He's working on it. Jerry's going to pay. You know, I thought it was so crazy. So, we're, we came into this year, and, like, quarterback was, like, deep as it's ever been. Like, you could get, like, a quarterback in the last round or not even draft one. You could end up fine. It seems like now it's gotten a lot more thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Luck gone. Drew Brees gone for however long. Roethlisberger. I mean, it's like, wow, okay. There's somebody else I'm forgetting to mention. Foles, Wentz. I, I think it's yeah. Trevor Simeon. Oh. Foles. <laughs> Dude, Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon got folded by Miles Garrett. <laughs> folded. Like a dollar store lawn chair. <laughs> I felt so bad for that guy because they're like, oh yeah, you know, they're trying to pump him up in the pregame, and they did like a mic'd up in everything, and to see that dude hear, fall. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he gets it just freaking pile drove into the ground. Uh, it was oh, so my. rough, man. Hey, who did I draft with my last pick in the last round? Moving on to Colton, what else do you have to say? About- <laughs> <laughs> are we even? St- are we still talking about my matchup? We haven't even started talking about your oh matchup. Oh my god! What do you, what do you like? What's the deal? <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is. That's that's the problem. I mean, I I made I've made moves this week. I had a going into the weekend or going into Sunday. I had a pending trade with with Austin. Um, picked up Chris Thompson for Tyler Boyd, and of course I did that. And Tyler Boyd gets like seventeen and a half points. Um, you know, it is what it is. I had a trade that went through with Jay Bell, um, got rid of Aaron Jones for Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson landed a big old goose egg. He didn't get to play. <laughs> Three goose eggs, actually. Three, zero for yeah. zero for zero. Yeah, yeah, all goose eggs. Um, and Sunday night, Monday night, landed a trade with Hayden, got uh, Nick Chubb. And Mark Andrews for Adam Thielen and James Conner. So I think that you are on the up and up for sure, though, because those two spots, three. those two players that you acquired, are your two weak spots, at least in this past in this past past week. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and and also just to add even more, you know, lemon juice to the cuts that I have all over my body from this. <laughs> The, the one kicker that I pick up just to stick in a freaking slot misses two extra points and a field goal in a game. Did you get Vinatieri? Thank you, you Matt get? Prater. Oh, he's drinking I again. kicked his sorry ass straight to the waivers as soon as he unlocked. <laughs> I don't even care if Joey Sly gets anywhere close to the last two games that he's had. If he doesn't start out negative, I'll be happy this week. Dude, I thought that was a made-up player when I looked at the um, activity. Yeah, he doesn't even have a picture. Who is Joey Sly? He doesn't even have a picture, but also neither did Terry McLaurin until the beginning of this week three. He was just a little gray silhouette, and this dude's been ripping it up for the the Redskins. So, you know, hey, whatever. Points and points. Let's go. Are you ready to come over to my side where we don't have any kickers? Dude, I, I've been on the on the ever ever <laughs> since Adam Vinatieri won me that game against J Bell for the tiebreaker with 23 points in 2017. Oh, yeah. I could have given three shits less about kickers. <laughs> really don't care about them. I still can't believe that. Uh, get them out. Uh, all right, moving on to the uh, Jay Clark and Forrest matchup, which Forrest had a bit of a bit of a come up here but i think he's still a contender for the diggy this year but uh jay clark had a rough start with the panthers in mccaffrey and going forward i i mean should should he be concerned about mccaffrey in like without with like cam's health pocket cam is not the same as gonna run it over you gonna scramble for 20 yards and I mean, the dude's like 6'5", 200-something, so it's hard to take him down. Pocket Cam does not look good. Dude, Pocket Cam is like Michael Sam. Yeah. He stands (laughs) straight up and waits to get sacked. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's hard to say. But if it's any indication from, like, last week how he looked, then it's going to be a rough couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey – you you rely on, you know the the passing game with him for those big point games, and he only got two receptions, in in this past game. He got plenty, you know, an average amount of carries, but um, you know that's that didn't really do anything for him. Um, I mean, you've got to have you've got to have those receptions, and I don't know, man, it's that's it's dark times there in uh, Carolina. And he kind of went all in. I mean, he got McCaffrey. He's got um, DJ Moore. Oh, DJ Moore, too. I didn't yeah. notice that. And I thought he had someone else, too. He had Samuels and then dropped Okay. Him. Okay. So, I mean, hopefully things will look up. Um, it's looking like Kyle Allen's going to start this week. Because I don't think, we'll I don't see. think Cam has I mean, practiced all week. Maybe we'll, they'll do some, uh, some like regular check downs and short passes to McCaffrey and I think that's all you got to hope for. Yeah. Uh, what does Forrest need to do? What's <laughs> What do we have for him? Uh, keep Chris Godwin, if anything. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, even see there, Royce Freeman, 50 yards for 11.5. Uh, yeah, not a bad game. But, uh, I mean, is Royce Freeman a better start over Miles Sanders at this point? I think yes. so. 
think Miles Sanders depends entirely too much on the game flow for the Eagles. There's also too many guys to get in the ball. Yeah. But Eagles. now, yeah. with now so many injuries, seven out of the eight are missing. So I think that Miles Sanders might be okay this week, but uh, I mean, you've got to be thinking about some of these other guys too. His bench is rough. It's like the pits of the waiver wire is Forrest <laughs> Bench right now. <laughs> well, it seems like Forrest always gets screwed on quarterback, too. So he started off with, like, Jameis Winston, who is actually like, projected to be a top five quarterback. Well, no, let's let's not forget that he started off with Andrew Luck. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, decides to play Jameis Winston and gets, like, five or six points, whatever he ended with. This week he played Phillip Rivers and gets ten that's not very good. And he so, did manage to, to 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 swag Kyler Murray. So, if Carolina's defense is looking rough, I think there's a potential that Kyler Murray could be a great flyer this week. He might. I don't. I, I don't think he's going to go off, but I think that he'll be um, average, maybe slightly above average. I, I think Kyler I think that, Murray would do better against Carolina than what Philip Rivers will against Houston. Yeah. Oh, no, without a doubt. My thing is it just uh, depends on if Kyler will use his legs. He hasn't really ran a whole lot. He's scrambled he to try real to get scared. out of the pub. But, yeah, I mean, he's not. Yeah, I, I would be scared, too, it. if I was five foot seven, 150 <laughs> pounds going up against six four, three 350-pound linemen. Yeah, I'd be scared, too. No doubt about it, man. Run for your life. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. So, Gurley had a little bit of a better game, but still – Still, I don't understand. Still not 2018 Todd Gurley. Come on, Sean McVay. They're not winning games either, so let's, let's get back to let's get back to last year. Um, all right, so matchup of the week this week. We're going with me and Diggins. As of right now, Diggins, you've got six points from your defense, so that's cool. It's not looking uh, good on my defense right now. <laughs> When Jacksonville's moving the ball pretty well. Yeah, hey, and it's not positive, even halftime. You're up by six points. <laughs> <laughs> if they go negative tonight, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be – we might be pretty even, actually. So so coming into this game, it was like projection of like 123 to like 117. Does that sound right? Something like that, yeah. One, 129.3 to 117. Well, that's what it is right now because he's got his defense playing. But right. before that, well, I, I was thinking that it was. Not, I, I haven't refreshed my page, so his defense still shows zero, and they haven't started on mine. But oh, now you got four points from your defense. Ooh, so man. let's keep it coming. I'm loving this live. Uh, <laughs> Feels bad. Live, live projections here. That's great. Uh, anyway, so aside from the dagger that is the Jacksonville def- or the the Tennessee defense right now. Um, Oh, Gardner Minshew. Where did this come from? Where in He's... the world did this come from? <laughs> it's the mustache, I didn't even know man. Who this guy was until I saw the picture of him coming off the plane. I love Gardner Minshew. He, he doesn't look like a real person. He looks like a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know who this guy looks like? This guy looks like someone you'd meet at a bar in Austin. He buys you a round of beers or shots. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in a, I'm an NFL quarterback," and you say, "No, you're not. No, you're, not. you're a liar. <laughs> no, you're not." And then he, you drink with him until 3 or 4 a.m., and then he go to practice the next day. And yeah. then you see him on TV blowing up right now, and you say, no freaking way. <laughs> that guy. That guy. 
uh, Gardner Minshew. So, so they're getting it done right now. Uh, but uh, you're finally putting up Lamar Jackson. I know you don't have much of a choice, but uh, yeah, that was. And the funny thing is, I tried to literally trade him to just about everybody. Not everybody, but I tried, not me. <laughs> I tried to offload him. Uh, yeah. After week one and. Now I'm going to ride him out. I was, I was one of those that, that turned it down. In this game, man, this is like a 50-point over-under in this game, and it's going to be more than that. I think there's <laughs> rain I'm, I'm in honestly, the forecast, though, so that kind of scares me a little bit. I didn't know that. Where is it? It's at Kansas City. Okay, yeah, so City. I guess it doesn't matter this part of the season. but It'll be exciting um, to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the highlight for me for all the games. That's when I want to watch the most. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, you're t- our teams, I feel, are um, pretty even across the board, except for at running back. See, I think and we're like complete opposites as far as how we approached the draft. Kind no, of. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But my, I have go ahead two top five. I have two top five wide receivers. Um, maybe even three top ten, and you know you've got Dalvin Cook, who is top of the charts right now, um, right after Austin Eckler, unfortunately. But <clears throat> yeah, so what what do you other guys think about this matchup this week? Man, you know it's kind of like I see some really good matchups on Austin's side, and I see some really good matchups on your side, and I see some not great matchups between the both of you guys. It's kind of how I feel. I don't know. I have have mixed feelings towards either one of them. I have wrestled with my third wide receiver position, or my third flex position, which would be a wide receiver, all week. I've gone between uh, Robert Woods and Nelson Aguilar and John Ross and um, currently Robert Woods is in there, but it is it is subject to change. I might even throw Matt Burita in there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. That That is the only question mark in my roster right now that's not 100% locked in, and I'm still still playing with it. I trust you'll make the right decision. <laughs> I think a, a, a lot of I it just depends do. on how Lamar – goes into Kansas City and how Deshaun Watson goes into LA. They could both go off. Yeah, uh, or they could both Lamar, kinda, uh, I don't know. Lamar Jackson definitely has a higher ceiling this week than I think Deshaun Watson does, but I think Watson is going to perform a whole lot better than last week, but I don't will. think it's going to be a 30-point game like what Lamar Jackson could possibly have. Right. And Lamar Jackson, me coming off of the first week against the Dolphins, that's a gimme. And then the second week against Arizona, they're pretty they're pretty timid. Now, I mean, Kansas City's pretty soft too, but I think it's going to be right. more defense of a, wise. Right. So and we'll they they typically have the ball on offense for about three or four plays, so it's it's not a you know they don't play it where they don't play keep away you know where it's like right. we you know like sometimes the Saints will do where it's like, okay, we know we're going to score, but we're going to take as much possible time as we can. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a bomb when they're going to be – defense is going to be back on the field. It's part of the reason why the defense is uh, 
it, they struggle is because they're so gassed all the time because they're always out their, there. Their, their defense has to be like I, I don't know. I, I was gonna say in in great shape, but I'm, that's not real. I mean, they're all everybody on that field is in great shape, but their defense has to be just absolutely winded if they come out there and you know, like you just said, if Patrick Mahomes throws two plays and there you go, you you scored and two and a half, three minutes go by and you're back on the field trying to stop an offense again. It just See, I kinda wonder if that's gonna make um Baltimore more run heavy in this game. Just to kinda keep him off the field, you know, play time of possession, build some drives, limit the I mean, granted, like you said, they don't need a ton of time to score. Kansas City doesn't. But I kind of wonder if that's going to change the strategy. However, the Kansas City secondary doesn't look great at all, so very well could just end up being a total shootout. Right. So th- this game will test his arm. Yeah. it'll. I'll, I'm curious to see if he tries to stretch the field. I hope he does. I hope he tries to stretch the field to his tight end about 12 times. Dude, I think Mark Andrews, I mean, I think he's like the number one tight end right now. He's good, yeah. He's up there. Uh, I think that Darren Waller uh, is up there too. But um, So was those... T.J. Hawkinson up until last week. Zach Ertz is going to go off this week. I think you're yeah, right. Because with, with all those targets down, I mean, they got to throw it to somebody. I think it's going to be him. It will depend on Darius Slay. It also concerning is with the Giants' new quarterback. Yep. Is he going to, to was Evan Ingram for you. Is he going to rely on the tight end as much as Eli? And I don't again, know. Who else does he have to rely on? Besides, uh, I mean Sterling Shepard, but um, exactly. I mean they're they're killed at wide receiver. I think They've that got Saquon actually, and Ingram. I think that's going to one thing that I've noticed is that Saquon hasn't caught the ball at all so far this year, and his production has still been pretty good. Um, I think with the implementation of a new quarterback, uh, that's going to it very well could help Ingram because the tight end is a check down uh, a majority of the time. But I think it's going mm-hmm. to increase Saquon's receptions as well. I hope so. I mean, are they just going to check down the whole game? I guess that's what they've been doing. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really can't get much worse. For the last 10 years. Yeah. Dude, I'm Eli just it. looks over it. Like, even at that press that press conference, they were like, so is this in for you? He's like, well, I'm not dead, but it's just kind of, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. He just looks completely lost 100% of the time. Did they ask him if that was it for him? Yeah, and he's like, well, I mean, I'm not dead, so I'm still... <laughs> I mean, he looks like he has no clue about anything. Yeah. Including when he's playing. He's in the pocket, and he just gets smashed. I mean, and he yeah. can see it coming. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> he does just look done. Um, what are... I'm going to keep my comments to myself here, but what are the comments about the running backs on my side of the deal here with Freeman and Michelle because I think yeah. both of them could have I think you could have a really really good week on in all facets. There he goes. There he goes right there. You're screwed. All right, so we'll see you guys next week <laughs> and <thanks. laughs> like 
Uh, just being realistic, I think Freeman can't do much worse than he has, and Michelle. Disagree. I mean, he he can he can get hurt. Not gonna wish that on anybody, but um, Michelle should be fine too. I think against the Jets, um, that offense is just too explosive. Um, but we'll see. I I like your receivers a lot, and they terrify me. Freeman, I, jury's out, man. I, I'm a little worried about him. Michelle, I mean, I think they're going to get up quick. And if – I mean, they've got so many, so many weapons as far as receiving. I mean, it may come down to it where they do with the Dolphins. They, they just let they just let them run it out. Because I think Michelle got like 20-something carries last week. It was 21. a lot. Yeah, 21 was, for 83 and a touchdown. How he actually did last week. It was good. 21. 21 for 83 and a touchdown. Um, only 12 fantasy points for that. But I think that there will be some more production there for him. Um, I wish that they would throw to him more, but he's not. that's not the back that he is. Well, and um, see, that's, that's, it, it, it is the back that he is, or it is the back that he was. Well, that's not what they use him for. I know, and that's, it, it, it disappoints me because he has that good potential to be a dual-threat running back. That was what he was at Georgia. Nick Chubb was the dedicated ground-and-pound running back. Sonny Michelle was the one you had to watch out for catching short dump-off passes. And it's like they just ignore that, and they say, okay, well, we have James White and Rex Burkhead, so why do we need a third running back that can catch passes? We're just not going to Yeah, I don't think he's had a single target so far this year. It's crazy how they, like, designate certain receivers for certain things. and so, like, like, James White is, like, the passing down back. Sonny is kind of like the ground-and-pound up the middle. And then they've got like all the rec- they've got so many weapons they can designate all these positions. Yeah. Except right. for Edelman, he can kind of really do it all. Throw passes, catch passes, rush, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting, but that's kind of the way that the NFL has changed, unfortunately, for fantasy. So, uh, yeah. All right. So Austin and I are not going to make a pick here, but with you other two guys. Who do you think walks away with this one? Uh, just because I'd like to see Lamar go off again, just so he can prove everybody wrong. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Austin in this one. Ouch. I'm gonna say just because I feel like Austin kind of has the slight edge on explosive players. Oh. Uh, I think Austin's going to take the win, but it's not going to be by much. I, I, I think this will be one of those victories where he snakes it out. I think Deshaun Watson's going to do really good for you, McKenzie. I think Deshaun or DeAndre Hopkins is going to do very good. Um, I think if Baker May- – it depends on which Baker Mayfield shows up, but if you have the accuracy throws made by Baker Mayfield, OBJ is going to be good. Um and I think because he's going to be good, the Rams will have to pass the ball more. I think you see at least a touchdown out of Robert Woods. It sounds like you're picking him right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking McKenzie. It sounds pretty good to me, man. Everything you're saying sounds so great. The only, reason, the only reason that I say Diggins is because I feel like he's going to get a lot of points at quarterback. I, I, I think and I'm going to get a lot of points at everywhere else. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm not, I, I mean, I can go through and talk about Diggins, too. I, I think he's going to see 30 points or better, again, out of Lamar Jackson. I think Dalvin Cook's probably going to be in the 20s. 
Yep. Mid twenties, probably Saquon in the mid twenties. Who knows with Tyler Boyd, he could have a repeat of last week. He could have a repeat of week one. You never know. Um, Zach Ertz is like you guys said a while ago. He's he's gonna go ridiculous. He's he's gonna be a target that they check down to all the time. They're gonna throw deep to him. They're gonna do everything with Zach Ertz again. And he's got Chris Carson. So we'll see. And negative points on the defense incoming soon. Yeah, that's oh. gonna happen. And see, I, I I don't I don't even think his negative points. That's that's why I think it's gonna be close. I think right. Diggs is gonna win, but he's gonna win by less than less than seven points so i'm i'm really curious about saquon this week with daniel jones and uh tampa bay i mean their defense has actually been pretty decent they used to i mean they were yeah used to i mean like last year i mean they were an open wound but i mean this year i mean they're they're fairly stout so yeah we'll see man colton mckenzie and i are gonna call you every week before our game so you can hype us up with those uh, <laughs> with those predictions there. I mean, I'll tell me my team's going to do here, good. Here's what it is from a guy that's at the bottom of the barrel looking up out of the top of the barrel. Both of you guys are going to outscore my team. So why not talk about your good players that you have? I, I, I think y'all are both going to go above your predictions. I think Diggins will be at least 130, and I think McKenzie's going to be like 126. Okay, there we go. We'll One thing I'd like to start doing, if we could all like meet up and do like podcasts together. I mean, you could do it individually, but it'd be we need some cold takes for hot beers. So everyone on the podcast <laughs> has a cold take for the week, and whoever gets it wrong or the wrongest, they got to drink a hot beer while on the podcast Ooh, next week. I like that. I'd be down for that. Who says we have to be together to do that? Well, I guess to hold each other accountable because, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, this. That's yeah, because there ain't no freaking trust between these ten people we have in this <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, where's that Diggy at right now? Man, uh, why did Jake Hart not start D.D. Westbrook? Three receptions <laughs> for 39 yards. That's the most points he's had all season. <laughs> he had a good week one. All right, let's close it out. Final thoughts on week two, moving into week three. What Dunzo. do you guys got? Yep. J. Bell's already given up. Uh, I've already, I've already drank my beer for week two. Down <laughs> uh, well, me and Austin are hyped. We're gonna go head to head. We're gonna battle it out. Um, so, be here next week to hear the result of that. I'm sure it's gonna be ending with my team dying so we'll see but uh, anyway that's going to be it that's going to be it for us for me for J-Bell Colton and Austin thanks for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs>